0: This is Staff Sergeant Mike Duty, Infantry Scout Sniper Platoon Sergeant, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, As you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to. Uh, Our Anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at today's boondoggle on Instagram Facebook Twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our YouTube channel our Rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download And please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. So, Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran owned and operated company as well. So, please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code Boondog10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening.
2: Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.
1: what's going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle and uh catching up with a guy that i've uh that had some uh impact on on helping my uh, my life grow as a as a veteran and what it's been like a year now right since we were all together
3: yeah i think so yeah it's about a year so uh it's 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 the most active uh text uh chain that i've text got thread. man
1: <laughs> text thread yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh my brother here lance thompson uh with the uh, lone survivor foundation i had the pleasure of doing a retreat about a year ago uh getting to work with him and uh you know meet a bunch of other fellow vets and like we said we're keeping the the kind con- communications going with the text threads and everything but uh but yeah man, uh, glad we talked about it there that weekend about you doing this and now I've advanced to streaming so it makes it makes it easier. we're getting this done today um, but originally when Moving I had the world Bill. Uh, <laughs> yep <laughs> and originally when I uh, have somebody on the, for the first time, uh, I like to get a little bit of a background. so originally what would you want to be when you grew up?
3: Uh, professional rock climber bill that didn't work out. <laughs> no, huh? <laughs> no, no, it uh, it doesn't pay so hot. Um, no, actually, uh, growing up, man, um, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and uh, it's kind of hard to do that when you're from Arizona. So uh, <laughs> I chose the the second best route and hopped into the Coast Guard when back in '99. After I realized. Uh, becoming a professional climber doesn't really pay the bills, um, as much fun as it is. Um, yeah, went to, uh, joined the Coast Guard, spent some time on the Cutter Monroe, um, doing some drug interdiction stuff, uh, some damage control stuff. Just learned, kind of trying to figure out the path, um, didn't know really what, where, uh, where to go with it but it was a good adventure spent a lot of time in uh central and central america and mexico and uh up to alaska which even in the summer um not my temps. we'll put it no. that way <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like do you remember like what age it was that you uh knew you i mean that you felt the calling to serve your country
3: yeah, um, I mean, throughout my life, uh, growing up in Arizona, is a pretty patriotic place. Um, always, you know, just within the family, that's just kind of how I was brought up. Uh, grandpa served in the Korean War. Um, just it's always been kind of in the blood. Um, and I felt like there was, you know, another calling, you know, something more than, the college route, not knocking it, uh, just going straight college and then going into, uh, I felt like I had to give more, man. So that's, that's always been kind of one of the, the, uh, mantras, I guess, is, you know, our family, whatever we can do to help anybody else out. That's, that's how I was raised. Um, and that really hasn't changed. Hence, uh, being with Lone Survivor and several other, other groups. And that's kind of, that's my therapy, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it was definitely mine. And like a couple of our guys on the threads are still, still hopping to some of these other uh, organizations, which like, I'm looking forward to doing once my youngest graduates. But uh, now didn't you end up going into the army too?
3: I did. Yep. So uh, after my uh, four year stint in the Coast Guard, got out, got into commercial real estate, uh, did that, made some money, opened up a motorcycle shop, our lovely economy tanked and went back into the Army um, as an engineer during the kind of economic downturn, Um, qualifying for every job, didn't get to pick every job. So I went in the engineer route, did some time out in Iraq, and realized it's really not great to kind of be on the receiving ends of high explosives and everything else. So hopped the fence over to civil affairs, uh, retired about a year and a half ago um, out of Yusasak, and then got into a, a bunch of other things trying to give back to our guys and gals Um, just trying to be a contributing member of society. Yeah. Again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then like during your time in, like what are some of the oddest things that uh, you experienced while serving?
3: Oh, um, there was a lot of odd things, but I would say so My AOR was PACOM region, so Pacific Command, Um, South Korea, Singapore, Indo, uh, Nepal, Mongolia, Philippines. Um, That's all kind of our area of uh, responsibility. Um, And that was always my favorite part too about the being in civil affairs. I got to use some previous skills with sales and everything else, uh to accomplish, you know, some objectives to help build and bolster relationships with, you know, other host host nations. But going into, you know, some countries that you probably wouldn't choose to go to, maybe on vacation. Um, we don't get really sent to uh you know, the uh four star resorts. <laughs> so but <laughs> In all those places, there was always, you know, just interesting uh, things. I'd say Nepal um, really kind of carved a spot with me as far as it's the second poorest country in the world, and just the amount of, like, loyalty, just good people, like, they went through the earthquake, they've gone through lots of things. Um, and you'll never see a frown on anybody's face. Uh-oh. You'll see a 70 year old lady with a basket, you know, stuffed with bricks. And I, I can't imagine a 20 year old male or female here in the U.S. to put on a backpack stuffed with bricks to improve even their house. Um, yeah. it's just the a- different, it's a different take, but I appreciate that, you know, that's kind of that hard grind uh, puts in perspective really what's, you know, important um, or should be important. You know, it goes back to uh, family, you know, and, and your tribe improving your environment and those that are around you. So, yeah, but yeah, lots of wild, wild, crazy times too. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, like without breaking OPSEC, what was like, you know, one of the worst places you served at,
3: um, worst place I would say, I would say Iraq, uh, Iraq was, a definitely a life changer. Um, now I can say in a positive fashion, but for the longest time, it wasn't uh, positive. It was stuff that, you know, we all kind of put in our ruck and don't pull out and then it just stacks heavier and heavier. Um, if you don't really know, you know, where to go with it, um, or how to handle it, I think all of us have, a big wide range of resiliency, right? And we don't, we don't like to say we're necessarily weak or, or whatever. I'm not gonna go talk to somebody to see if it could possibly help. When it gets to the point where you've tried everything else other than, I mean, you should always, you should try it all. That's the first thing, like put away your pride. At the end of the day, it's just the military. At the end of the day, we're all just numbers. So if you don't take, you know, if you don't take some, some thought, start putting yourself first, you're not going to improve. You're not going to be able to help anybody else. Um, but yeah, start taking, taking time. It took a while for me to take time to, to improve uh, my own situation. Cause I felt, and we all do, we feel it's selfish, right? Yeah. We feel that we've got to, always put somebody else first but if we don't put ourselves first at some point we're not going to be able to do any of that when we start you know pulling away from family and you know all the things that make us who we are we're not the army we're not the marines we're not any of that stuff we are who we are individually
1: yeah i uh man i catch myself falling back into that many times and i've you know i think i you know shared when when i was with our group that i'm in recovery and um so i work you know the 12 steps and work with others and they always say you know working helping other you know addicts is helping yourself and it's the same with you know the veteran community dealing with uh you know uh all the stuff we need to unpack helping helping other vets helps us helps us heal i i got i, I got into this podcasting thing to help me with my anxiety you know, and part of my PTSD healing to get out and be able to learn how to communicate with people again and form relationships again and spread their stories out there to hopefully help somebody else, you know, that needs to hear it. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I, used this analogy the other night in uh, one of my, uh, AA meetings, you know, when, when the plane's going down, you know, they tell you, you know, you put your mask on first before you put the mask on of the person next to you, you know, you got to make sure that you're good first before you can really help somebody else. And we can't pour from an empty cup, you know? So, um, you know, as we'll get into with, with lone survivor and stuff, you know, that's definitely helps, helps us help ourselves. So then we can take those tools and go on. But uh,
3: I wanted to ask well, you, I think a, I, I was going to say, I, th- I think also, you know, everybody, every vet's dream is like, can't wait to get out. I'm going to go live off the grid. I'm going to yeah. just have a generator, blah, blah, blah. Not talk to anybody. That is like the worst. That is the worst. It sounds good in theory, but executed like we can't. We're humans are social people, man. Um, I you just, I, have, you I like just totally have to find your still, tribe. dude.
1: Yeah, I still, I still battle with that too. Like, you know, I I get in those moods where, You know, I just want to get away and live off my own thing or whatever. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, man, because it's just like there's that longing for belonging. And, you know, that's another reason why, you know, I mean, I think I've shared with you I got into jujitsu. It's kind of like a a new little local tribe for me to stay connected with and stuff. But uh, That's awesome. I I wanted to ask, too, like, uh, what was one of the best places that you served at when you were in? One
3: of the best places – Hands down, I'd say uh, I'd say Hawaii, um, enjoyed Hawaii a lot. I'm kind of a beach bum, um, lived on Kailua Beach, just south of uh, Kaneohe Bay, the Marine Corps base on Oahu for quite a while. Um, that was really fun. Uh, and then got to live there a couple times. So then the other time over on Koalina out on the west side kind of golf community right next to some decent breaks. So um, all the activities that I enjoy doing from surfing to riding motorcycles to whatever I could do there. And it was, I don't know, it was just, I had a good little tribe over there as well. So I would say that was, uh, that was probably my favorite spot there in Costa Rica. Costa Rica was cool too.
1: Oh, man, I've been planning to make it out there at some point. I'll have to, you know, ask you some questions about that offline.
3: Um, No, yeah. It's a magical place.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. And it's like, you know, good for – there's a big, huge veteran community down there from what I understand. Yeah, there is. Definitely uh, on my list of places to hit. Um, One question I wanted to ask, too, is like uh, what pet peeve do you have or did you have, you know, for with uh civilians since transitioning out of the military?
3: Uh selfish people. Didn't take me very long to pull that one out of the hat. <laughs> um, I feel like I see I see more of it. Um recently I picked up and I don't know if it's corporate world or what, but recently I picked up a um, full-time gig. My wife got Kind of tired of me doing abnormal jobs but that's what i know so uh picked up a, a gig here locally that um, moved up pretty quickly and it's a part of a bigger you know falls under a bigger umbrella na- nationally um it's pretty corporatey but to go in and see as a vet how, I you know, this place that's been in operation forever and just how inefficient, and I'm not knocking them, but it's the, it's kind of the, the lifestyle that, you know, corporate America, you know, breeds is everybody's just an individual. Like the amount of stuff that doesn't get done because there's no collaboration or teamwork is insane. Um, I pride myself in being able to, you know, kind of like at Lone Survivor, I try to create that team camaraderie, like that team room, that team house camaraderie when, you know, anybody is there. Um, and it knocks down a lot of walls really quickly. It makes people feel comfortable so that they can, you know, trust one another. Um, and it's kind of the same thing I do with any of the jobs that I do. Um, is build that quickly because if you keep going and there's no communication and communication is absolutely key in anything that we do, if there's no communication, nothing gets done and everybody fills in, uh, a negative narrative just because that's kind of how we are. Um, if they don't know something, so they'll go about their way, you know, thinking that somebody else doesn't like them or they don't want to go talk to them. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason because they've you know made up or fill in the fill in the void um, with a negative kind of picture and I can point that out easier because I used to do that all the time too like my job was to decide you know to come up with the best warlord to work with you know and to find out everything about them sometimes you got to choose the best warlord but yeah. if you go in with you know, preconceived notions or ideas, you can't do that. And you sometimes miss the boat and therefore the job or mission or whatever else doesn't get accomplished. So. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. And then what is something that you will always carry with you uh, from your time of service?
3: Um, the camaraderie, the, uh, the teams, like, And I'd say the most, like, kind of initially screwed up teams, like not everybody gets, you know, the all-stars all the time. And I felt like, you know, a lot of the times, because I could, I got a knack for kind of getting on the same page and the same level as people really quickly. So, therefore, Lance got, you know, not all the time, like, no offense to anybody that's on my been on my team, uh, previous is listening to this, but, um, there was usually a reason why first sergeant or whoever it was put me with somebody else. And it ended up working, man, every single time. And, you know, we, we found a way to turn some hammers into screwdrivers, screwdrivers into chisels, whatever it needed for the job. Um, But I would say, yeah, the camaraderie piece and just being on the team, that was the, that was one of the biggest things like getting out. It's like, what do I do with my hands? You know, like after, um, until you find that, that team again. So.
1: Yeah. It's funny when you were talking about that Not always getting, you know, I just thought about our group right away, you know, (laughs) on our text threads, like, you know, we got a bunch of knuckleheads on there, but it, it, Worked, man. We we became family in you know, just a, that short amount of time. You brought us all together, and just of course our military and dark humor helps, you know, our backgrounds. But um, yeah, no, and
3: that I, I think that even that goes way back to like even growing up, man. I learned from my dad. Um, he was always like my baseball coach, wrestling coach, whatever. But playing ball he would always pick like the, he wouldn't pick like the all-stars he'd pick. Like we were like the bad news bears every single time. <laughs> and then it turned into, you know, at the end of the season, we're going to all-stars, you know, and like kids, you know, go from like eating grass in the outfield, you know, to turning double plays. So, um, but that's, nice. that, that's kind of helpful with that resiliency too. Like it doesn't do any good. You know, my dad said, you know, don't don't complain about things. You can't change. It's a waste yeah. of your time. So change it and move on. So that's, that's been something I kind of you know carried throughout the years as well. So,
1: yeah, that's great, man. It, that right there just reminds me of something that I say regularly with being in recovery. And I've been saying it a lot just with, you know, going through life. And that's the serenity <laughs> prayer, man. You know? Yeah. What I, what can I change? You know, courage to change the things I can wisdom to know the difference, you know? Um, but um, we build,
3: uh, we build so many borders around us, you know, off of all these things we we can't necessarily change. Um, I mean, it doesn't do us any good. So like buck up and move on.
1: Yeah. So uh, what was one of like the funniest stories you feel you can share from your time and service?
3: One of the funniest stories. Um, Let's see. It would be. All right. So we went out to South Korea. We would go out there pretty much annually for. um, The uh, one of the big exercises. And. You know there's a everybody's on like curfew right at a certain time everybody's got to be in they don't want anybody getting willy-nilly wild out there Um, but we also didn't necessarily look like we were you know in the military either so we might have been able to get you know away with some other things that maybe some others couldn't Um, one of the nights we went to we went to one of the uh, baseball games. They have like almost like A, you know, they're MLB over there, and they they're allowed X amount of like Americans to come like guest play, and Canadians come guest play with them out there. And I don't know if you've ever been to a South Korean baseball game, no. but it's super wild, man. It's okay. it's crazy. I'm
0: gonna be bias, You're,
3: okay um yeah it's pretty pretty wild out there um the we after that game we ended up going to lote world it's like this like covered in like covered uh disneyland imagine disneyland inside
1: <laughs>
3: and we go in there and there's just a mass of people like i've never seen that many people in a in a building and we walked into a k-pop concert i don't know oh. if you know what k-pop is uh yeah it, familiar. it was it was like uh, what do you call it uh boys to men um but more korean <laughs> one second there might be a motorcycle here starting shortly just for a second but um yeah it was a it was a wild and crazy experience man and that whole night was nuts. We'll yeah. leave, we'll leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, if you're ever in South Korea, go check out Lotte World. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> Sweet. And then what would you say is like
1: uh, one of your greatest hopes for the country that you've been willing to
3: uh, give your life for? Um, I would say. One of the greatest hopes is uh, so that my kids, my kids' kids could grow up and do, you know, something that's not so divided. I want to see that change and everybody kind of get back to that common goal uh, moving forward and everybody drop the stupid issues that divides us all. Um, And, you know, still the, greatest country on earth and i want that to remain and i want my kids to enjoy that so yeah that's my that's hope like,
1: man perfect timing to have the roar of the engine in the background with that impactful
3: just statement. started let <laughs> get <laughs> our country back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That
2: was
0: not
3: planned, that was not planned. <laughs> it's great
1: um and uh You know, I mean, one of the things that we all had in common in our group that we were working on and discussing um, is, uh, you know, PTSD and wanted to ask, like, what you feel we can do to break the stigma of
2: PTSD?
3: Of uh, of PTS? Yeah. Well. I'd say probably the, hold on here, Where do you go? go in the RV. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, shut up. Um, the biggest way we can break the stigma is by having uh, it be talked, you know, talked about more. Um, and it goes back to communication and making sure that there's a network there. Um, I don't care if it's your neighbors, I don't care what it is, making sure that everybody's got somebody that they can talk to, um, and getting the leaders in all the commands to talk about it more for the longest time. It was like, shush, you know like buck up we got a mission to do um yeah throw I'm some pre- dirt on it <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that it's a uh, now it's you know it's something that everybody deals with in their own you know fashion but everybody deals with a form of it so if it's that you know obviously it's that big of an issue We need to put more programs and there needs to be more time for uh it to be planned into even training you know with the units currently when they come back off of deployment uh there needs to be more than just a two-day retreat somewhere um thinking that that's going to solve everybody's problems um but more options as far as Accelerated resolution therapy, as far as, you know, just opportunity to try other things. Um, I've seen everything from equestrian-based stuff to nature-based stuff to, I mean, everybody's got kind of their thing that works for them. Um, If it's not sitting in a room, you know, talking to somebody, find out what that is and keep trying different activities. You feel like you're in a slump, go try something new. Try something new that switches up your schedule, that changes, you know, the negative, pull the negative out and switch it up with some other activity. It's fishing. um, I've got a buddy who, uh, Tim Parks, who fishes on a professional uh, bass fishing team that's sponsored by JSOC. You know, it's awesome. Um, There's always something out there and just, finding, finding that tribe that you can, uh, you know, grow with and kind of help each other out. So that's what I think. I know there was a lot kind of there, but uh, yeah, there's not, there's no one silver bullet man that solves it all.
1: I know for me, like I, I was able to get, uh, into like hypnotherapy and that was like a big, huge healing, uh, for me because a lot of my stuff you know, I mean, my original trauma experience was, you know, my first deployment, um, when I was 19 years old. And then, you know, then I just, that's when my drinking and, you know, numbing started and I compartmentalized that stuff, buried that stuff for so long that I thought, yeah. you know, I was dealing with it when, when it was my last deployment before I got out and some stuff happened. I thought that that's what was setting me off, but you got to dig into the roots. You got to go find the roots of where it all yeah. started, you know? So that was something that helped. And like I told, you know, the retreat that we did with you guys, there's been a few other retreats I've done. But one thing that came to mind when you were talking about, especially for active duty, which I totally agree with, is something for the spouses and the families and to uh, be doing while the uh, their significant others deployed. I think educating that them on like hey you might experience this when he comes home you know or they come home you know to prepare them you know um,
3: yeah now I there's
1: a that now there, or
3: there's a but there is there, there i mean there is some things but it was always and i think it's getting better but for the longest time you know when it, that support you know kind of first was out there's like everything else is like a box check You know, I hate box checking. You got to like dig into it farther than, you know, just the FRG or just the whatever. Um, It's got to be, you know, actual people caring about, you know, those in that unit and really cracking into, you know, I do the couples programs over there with my um, better half. And it's it's really funny (laughs) because... You know, the spouses are like. Uh, you know, everybody comes in with different issues, but they're all you know very similar. And then they the spouses start hearing, you know, the other spouses talk about. I mean, they're all the same. It's the same stuff that they're all doing, and reacting to, um, which leads me to say it's it's not a personal thing against that spouse. It's something that we do as as far as insulating or trying to insulate from them Um, and it ends up, you know, blowing up and backfiring because we don't want to hurt them. And then we end up hurting them. And, um, but yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. There needs to be just, just more options um, and just that open dialogue, not saying, I can't tell you how many spouses I've talked to. Like, Oh no, my husband doesn't have issues, blah, blah, blah. And then sure enough, my husband's got it or my wife's got it whatever whoever it is it's got issues um that manifest later just because they're not manifesting them you know at the moment doesn't yeah. mean that you know that won't show but i think people say you're already setting yourself up by saying "No, oh, that that's not a problem i have and then you find out later and then it's like oh you know oh shit Yeah, uh, yeah, it
1: reminds me of recovery too. (laughs) Yeah, it's like reminds me recovery too because there's so many, uh, you know, addicts with spouses that are either in denial or enabling, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I know myself. You know, I kind of came home to a shit show, and and you know, who knows how things where I may have been if I came back to a better support system instead of the situation I came, came home to. But that's another reason why I like kind of been passionate about like, well, you know, cause now, you know, I mean, my kids, they're, they're grown now, but they're, you know, I, I have them seeing counselors yeah. and stuff now to talk about, you know, some of the stuff that they had to deal with when I was gone and when I came home and, you know, before I left and, you know, um, you know, the, the, the wake I left behind with, uh, you know, not just, you know, from deployment, but you know, my, my time using and everything as well. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit too about like, you know, when, so when you got out of the military and then, um, you said, you tried doing like, uh, um, I guess, you know. Real estate and stuff like that, but when did you get involved with Lone Survivor Foundation? When did that start for you?
3: So I I got involved with uh, Lone Survivor about three and a what is it now? About yeah about three years ago now. Um, I was on a numb downward spiral pretty hard. Um, I got blown up in eleven um, from, uh, EFP, thank God, we, we roll fast and it ended up lodging in, uh, the back of the turret. And that's where the wad was caught. Um, but, you know, and then there was several other, other things after that, but that, that's one of those, like, Oh, we still got stuff to do. Like, buck up roll on move on that's what happened um and that was you know that was some of the ca- catalyst towards stuff that you know that i was dealing with late and it just gets worse like no matter where you go you're constantly you know like the black cloud in the ro- like i looked at everybody as enemies versus you know, you, you can't go through life necessarily like that. You can have that neutral role. But if you're already checking people off, well, dude, I was checking people off in my community. I was checking people off, like, no matter what, you know, friends that my wife would make, like, nope, I don't like this, 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 this. I was wrecking shit, like, wrecking shit. Um, there was... Uh, one night kind of went through, uh, I'm a pretty chill dude, but if shit falls off, shit falls off and cruise through probably about, I don't know, about $9,000 worth of electronics in uh, one Tasmanian devil spin, scared the shit out of the fam. And that was like, all right, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. <laughs> so, so I looked for some things, um, I went through Intrepid Spirits uh, on post. It's a TBI clinic. Um, They're magicians up there, but did some more homework as well. Um, I was actually helping one of um, Marcus Luttrell's, like the team lead for the ODA that pulled Marcus out. He got in Bo Ramsey. He got into a motorcycle accident a few years ago and I worked on, his house, like became friends with him, uh, trying to get an ADA compliant so he could come out of the hospital. And then Marcus came out for Bo's 50th um, birthday. And that's kind of where I heard about it. And then decided I've tried some other things. Let's give it a go. I want to see what it's all about. Flew out with uh, a guy who's another, who's another uh, team lead, Um, flew out to Texas with him, went through the program, loved it. Um, I was a hard sell. I was mentally not in a very receptive mode at the time, but still got a lot out of it and wanted to become, you know, more a part of it. And so that's kind of what happened, man. And then ended up doing, was asked to do, team lead position for, uh, LSF and then got into the couples program stuff. And that stretched, uh, uh, fairways for warriors and some other things. It's just like a network that spreads, uh, uh, just trying to get people more involved with that stuff.
1: Now, um, for, for the, uh, for my audience that may not be aware, like, you know, of it like you want to explain you know what
3: yeah yeah absolutely
1: foundation is what
3: it does for sure um so lone survivor foundation uh when marcus latrell came back after um after going through what he went through uh he started delving into the the same things that you know that we all have like self-medicating Um, just feeling numb, just losing interest in activities, um, and he needed, needed some help. So he'd done some digging, um, tried accelerated resolution, uh, therapy, and that was kind of the base as to what LSF started as. And then over the years, and if you don't know anything about it, which I didn't know anything about it until I went out there to Texas and uh, gave it a go because I was really frustrated with not finding some resolution to some things. And it helped out along with, you know, getting back to finding out who we are. It's not a box checking program. And you can attest to that. Yeah. Um, it's getting, you know, we, pro- we do yoga and we do Alpha STEM we do group sessions, we do individual sessions, um, and just having that time, that uh, four to five days, and just kind of reflecting, you know, where you're at. We don't have a lot of, we can't, it's hard to find the time in everyday life to say, time out, take that tactical pause, take a knee, where do I sit? You know, do the math, calculate it. But you got all that time, you know, and you can bounce ideas off to other individuals and be able to hear what works, um, from other people and what doesn't work. Um, and then find other folks that kind of dealing with the same stuff that you're dealing with. Um, but every day, you know, a lot of these nonprofits and programs, um, they got some good things there, but I really liked that. It wasn't, you know, for me personally it's non-denominational you know it's not wrapped around a religion or anything like that i don't care what you believe as far as that goes just bring it man like uh, people deal with trauma regardless of what religion or sect or anything that you, you deal with and i felt like it was really welcoming to to everybody you know regardless of what you know what your background was and you know, they're not, we're not trying to baptize anybody or, or, or do whatever. It's just come hang out and come focus on yourself. And you know what, if you've never done yoga, I think you should give it a go.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh,
3: it's, it, I gotta, I gotta get in the habit. You know, it's, it hurts me. It's a love hate relationship, you know? And yeah. a lot of guys are like, I, I don't do that. I'm like, just give it a shot. And then they're like, all right. All right.
1: Yeah, Eddie ended up loving it. I know that. <laughs> yeah, man.
3: No, that's I always get it like an initial hater, and you know, I'm like, "Are you tired of hurting? Like physically? Like this? Just, just come start. You know, a lot of folks get right back into that sedentary lifestyle and playing video games, and you know, not doing anything. Like, try moving again. You know, go to the yeah. pool. I advocate swimming. Like get in the pool and swim. If you got spine issues, you know, you got C spine issues. If you got whatever it is, go for a swim. You don't have to do a hundred laps, but just float, float tanks too. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, Yes.
1: I've I've, I've experienced those as well. You know, I did my own like kind of journey. I realized when I came home, You know and i got connected with the va it felt like the va was just throwing a bunch of pills at me you know at first and it wasn't until i started exploring out you know to uh the organizations like yourself like higher ground in idaho like uh
3: um veterans expeditions too man
0: hey Hey, baby. baby This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Doggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products, Dream Nutrition products include... CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today. And today's Boondog fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B O O N D O G10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount. Forward slash boondog ten. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy, it's spelled D R E E M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your brand from today's boondog sent you.
3: That's a good one. Like, I'm, I'm, those dudes are rad.
1: Like, I've been telling telling Raider, you know, like, man, once my youngest graduates, I'm going to jump on some of these other ones. And what I love about, you know, LSF too, is that it's not a one and done, you know, right you guys are willing to let us come back. Like I was, I was uh, originally signed up to go do the Texas uh, here at the end of this month. And then, um, you know, just recovering from illness, I didn't want to take any chances. And, you know, it just sucks. The time, the climate we're in, in, in our country right now, it's just like you get afraid, almost scared to travel and take advantage of these opportunities. Cause you don't know, you know, what you're going to have to deal with to get there and get back right now.
3: Um, We've, but it's something too. like, that's the new normal, man. And we're not the type of people to like sit back and on our haunches, like let's Let's go do it. Let's figure it out. If we got to deal with TSA slightly longer, like do it. Yeah, get out. go do it. Like do not get out of the house. Um, Vet MX, too. That's another veteran organization that helps guys like riding is another, you know, if you can do it. And there's always a level too. like you don't have to you can just get on a trail bike, man. Just do it super, super mellow. But that's a great therapy as well. Um, there's tons of options, tons of stuff out there, and if we all do, you know, I, I like this platform that you have. But if we all do, you know, the homework and try things out and come back and report and and say, you know, give uh, give our two cents on what it is that we're doing. You never know who's going to be like, oh yeah, I never thought golf was a possibility. But I gave it a go because I had a bunch of vet dudes that I could go, you know, try it out with. And shit, that, that was like me. I suck at golf, but I'm still going to go talk shit with my friends and <laughs> yeah, drive the yeah. golf cart. So there's always something, man. You just got to keep digging it.
1: Like I wanted to ask you, too. I You mentioned the bikes again because I know, you, yeah. you know, you've uh, posted about you're do, involved with that tactical mobility um, yeah. organization. And. You know, it's like, it's something that, that's <clears throat> piqued my interest that I would, I would love to give give a, a try to, but I've never ridden, you know, I mean, are there things out there for you're guys my, that have never ridden? You're uh, my
3: man. That's what I do. I take, so we've got contracts with tier one units and a lot of these guys, you know, some of them have grown up ri- riding and stuff like that. But a lot of them, I mean, what's the most popular vehicle around the world? I mean, tell me what country you're not gonna go to and find a scooter, a dirt bike, uh, something. I mean, yeah. the most popular. So what we do is set the guys going up and deploying um, to be proficient. You know, if you get in a pinch or you need to, you know, get out of some place, you know, to hotwire it, you know, to get out of there, you know, to ride it comfortably. That's just one piece of it. The other piece of it is tactically utilizing them. You go upstairs, downstairs, anywhere that you can walk way more than a, you know, way more than a a car can get into. If you're going into uh, a city and all the tires are burning and you got to get through somewhere, well, here's another option, you know? So that, that's kind of what, what we do and we take folks that have zero background at all and we break them down and go through. So they understand everything. They're not scary anymore. They're, they can proficiently ride them. Um, it's my favorite mode of transportation and therapy to be honest with you. So, um, yeah,
1: we're going to talk then for sure. I I definitely am. I want to learn this, you know, I mean, it's really,
3: it's, it's cool, man. I've never had, we did some stuff for, a um, they're contracted. We'll just call them contractors. Um, and all of them, I mean, there was five, five of them and they're just super brains, like never probably ridden a bicycle. Like it was that bad, but they all had like two or three doctorates and whatever, and they had this concept that they're using now um, with uh, with the Marines that we had to teach them from scratch. They've never driven a standard vehicle, like none of it. Like none of the concepts that that we were talking about was making any sense whatsoever. Um, and by the end of it, as soon as we figured out what their language was, we had to talk in percentages. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, fluttering the clutch. Like certain terms weren't gelling with them, so we uh, we had to tell them like thirty percent, twenty percent, ten percent on the clutch, and then release. Um, and then it, you know, that that's what we do. That we figure out what their everybody's forms of communication are, and the, and then go after that, and then would take you to some cool places too man i've got civilians all the time that are asking like how do we do that how do i get that for a corporate retreat for our guys like the need is there um for sure and and we do that we'll set up full-on um trips for folks they don't have to worry about anything we bring the bikes we bring the gear we bring the food we bring the It all depends on what you want to do we'll go shoot we'll shoot off the bikes we'll we'll do Kazovac, whatever it is, man, it's pretty
1: cool. Oh, dude, then I'm I'm signing up for sure. I got <laughs> some buddies here that are uh, sniper buddies, and uh, they ride, and, and and we got a couple like Legion uh, clubs, you know, American yeah. Legion clubs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, everybody, you know, especially back when I went through my long hair phase and everything, like Bailey, you look like a rider. You need to be riding with us, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I like, you know, it's just like buying a bike and then taking you know, being a single dad's like, okay, do I have the money for this hobby right now? But I've always wanted to. And then I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I'll do a trike, but I'm like, is that really badass? No, that's not. So I just got, I got to come out and break, break through with you guys, you know?
3: Yeah, man, you're, uh, you're welcome out here whenever we've got, we'll line something up and that goes for anybody, any of your listeners too, man, put them, uh, put them in contact with me. Um, I've got, I'm a network guy. Like I'm the guy you ask any of my friends, like if you need to find somebody to do something for anything, talk to Lance. And like, that's, that's what, you know, I got paid for through the army is building these networks. And that's what I do now. We have a very strong network here, um, in, uh, in Pinehurst and Moore County area for any brag guys. Um, so if anybody's needing anything from just somebody to chat with to, going out and getting into some new activities. Um, I can, I can definitely help you out point you in the right direction.
1: Yeah. That's definitely something we have in common. I remember when I was out there, like, you know, uh, talking to you about some of the other, uh, organization, like that one veteran owned CBD company I work with and stuff Yeah, like that. You know, and I don't know. Did I ever send you that info? I think I need to get you in contact yeah. with some of those guys too. Yeah, man. Um, but, uh, One other thing I wanted to ask you, um, you know, with all this time that you've in, in all these, uh, veteran related programs you've worked in, like what's, uh, how many, like, uh, what's some of your favorite, like growth stories that you've witnessed that you can share? Um,
3: favorite growth stories. Um, My favorites are the ones that come in and there are multiple of these that, um, you know, I'm kind of a masochist, I guess, too. The guys that are maybe come across as the most, you know, kind of insulated and defensive initially. Um, I've had a lot of them and, to see them feel comfortable enough to set that shit down and start improving, you know, their situation and hearing and, and, uh, and responding back to like their normal self. Um, I think even in that, even that group that we went through, there was a couple of, you know, that, when you go around carrying stuff forever and not letting anybody in, you're not doing anything other than hurting yourself, man. In the long run, I can attest to that because that's what I did for the longest of time. Um, but seeing that stuff melt, man, at the campfire and at the, you know, that's that's rewarding. That's that that's really cool. Um, yeah. And the couples stuff too the couples programs, you know, seeing a spouse that has, so I kept my spouse way over here from the military and I did the military thing. So like living two separate lives, this person has no idea what's going on. And that was by me not explaining and walking the dog and talking about that stuff that they have no idea. Um, what you know we're going through and then we have no idea what they're going through because constantly they're filling in the narrative like it's their fault like why we're a-holes you know why we're assholes and that's not necessarily it it's stuff you know once again it's the it's a wrong form of trying to deal with um trauma and experiences um so we go from i see two individuals you know that are supposed to be a couple and then at the end of these programs, you know, they're back to talking shit to each other and having a good time and want to go on dates and you know, finding that you know, partner in crime, I call it again. So yeah, um that that stuff's really cool, man, to see. Because then when they go back, they got kids, you know, they don't got dad or mom coming in as the heavy cloud. The home's supposed to be like the Zen zone. Um, yeah. For the longest time, my house wasn't the Zen zone because I was bringing in that that lightning and thunder for no reason. Like, this kids should be pumped. You know, The your better half should be pumped, you know, that you're at home and you got a, a place to get away from world's chaos. But if we're bringing it inside and we don't necessarily know we're doing it, it's not good. So I'd say those are probably the the biggest changes, man. I'm seeing, you know, multiple times people have said, guys have saved my life. Um, and it doesn't stop, you know, at, at the end of the program. I mean, you're, you can attest to that. We're still in comms with everybody. Um, oh, yeah. It's different. It's so not I'm one reading. of those.
1: You know, like celebrating some of the life's events with each other, too. I mean, J.D. becoming a grandpa and, you know, all that stuff. Right. It's, it's great to, you know, have that connection still. Well, um, even
3: even to work through the shit times, too, you know. Yeah. And still have somebody that you can send, you know, a text to or multiple people saying, hey, I'm kind of on the struggle bus right now. Bro, I'm still on the struggle bus. We get there. Yeah, That's life. If you don't accept that, and like the the key is having those tools and that uh, that support group to um, to work through it.
1: Yeah, that's where I, you know I'm truly blessed to you know I look at you know my days as a addict and now being in recovery also as a blessing too because it's like I got all these new groups that I can be with other men that have the same struggles and we could be vulnerable with each other and real and that that's where the you know healing really happens i mean i just dude i lost my shit le- earlier this week on my daughter man and and like screaming and yelling and you know now you know i got so i mean it still happens it, it, but it it gave me the flashback of like when i was first home went before i was seeking any help and i was like damn how could i fall back into that that mode. So now, but I got the tools now to evaluate, okay, well, what was the triggers leading up to that? What was I neglecting and not working on that? You know, and, and it was, just like, it was just like, okay, well, I didn't use the pause method. I didn't use the, let me walk away, you know, and, and, and meditate or pray or whatever on this before I approach it, it was just like running ran into the f- fire fight because of, you know, I was already kind of triggered about something. And then all of a sudden, I get this news, you know, uh, uh, of, of like, it, I mean, it was something stupid like a speeding ticket, you know? But at the it, same time, you know, it was just like, I, I open it up and I read it and I'm just like, boom, ran out and went off on her about it, you know?
3: Dude, wait, it more than likely, it's always something stupid. You know, if we, you know, it's like I had uh, my son a couple years ago, and this was when I was not doing good. Um, and it takes a lot, like when I'm not home, I automatic, you know, I try to go to that tactical pause phase before I respond. But um, I remember one night uh, came came home, was telling my son, you know, Hop in the shower, dude, get ready for, you know, school in the morning. Um, And he said, and this dude, my son is rad, dude. He's like, I know everybody's kids are rad, but this dude's like Benjamin Buttons, man. He's like a 40-year-old man trapped inside. He was probably 10 at the time. I said, you know, get in the shower. And he was like defiant. And like, he's like, no. I'm like, what? Like that, he's never said that, you know, and. He wasn't liking his class or school at the moment either, you know, at the time. He was frustrated. He's probably tired of dad coming home being an asshole as well. Um, and I told him again, I'm like, get in the shower. He's like, no. So I go upstairs. I'm like, you know, pretty hot at this time. I get in the shower, shut the, the game off, get in the shower. So he shuts it off, like slams the controller, goes in the bathroom. And you could just see like the. Just he is hot, bro, (laughs) like pissed. And as I'm turning around to walk down the stairs, I see in the mirror, this kid who is like the nicest kid on the planet. He's on the other side of the wall and I could see in the mirror and he's going like this, (laughs) fuck you, dad. He's never said a cuss word in his life. Fuck you, dad. And I see him like lipping it. Bro, you want to see it? hot? I was hot, so mad. Went in there and just seeing his face, just all you could do is like hug him, bro. Yeah, that's it. But the fact that, yeah, the fact that I let something like so little. Like, amount to that. (laughs) You want to see your kids acting like a child? That's fucking childish. But just to hug him, man. That was it. (laughs) He said sorry and, you know, got in the shower. But that was, that was a point. Like, no way, like, (laughs) no way would I ever like lose control, you know, respond like that to somebody I love more than, you know, life. So, yeah,
1: I, and, you know, it's like, I remember those similar moments, you know, with my girls when they were little, you know, when I came home, they were like, you know, five and eight. And um, what I, After my rage and after I came, my daughter's 21 now, you know, and, and, and she locked herself in the car and rolled up the window, you know, and I'm yelling through the window at her, you know, and then seeing her face and, and, you know, it just took me back to, to what, you know, that story you just shared. And I'm just like, you know, if I seen some other dude coming at my kids, my girls like this, I'd fucking kill (laughs) him. You know, but I'm that asshole right now, you know, so it's been, like it's been, you know, I mean, I've been talking with my, my sponsor and a bunch of guys throughout the week. And I have had an opportunity to apologize to her and take responsibility for that. That was wrong. And that's not where I'm at anymore. Um, you know, because I mean, there has been a lot of progress, but it just, you know, it's just been kind of, really weighing on me this week because it's just like I made all this progress. I'm doing, doing better. I have all these tools. How did I let myself go back to that, you know, in that, that instant, you know,
3: and I guess that's, I would never
1: apologize and and make amends, but now I'm learning to do that. You know,
3: that's what it is though, man. We'll take a step forward. I had, I finally, you know, I found a, he's kind of, he's kind of the savior (laughs) my savior. Another one. Uh, Dr. Leone, he's on Fort Bragg. Um, he's just an incredibly intelligent human being that's also gone through some wild stuff himself. Um, but he always had these sayings, you know. He's like, "It's not your monkey. Like, if it's not your problem, move on. You know, like it's if it's not, don't turn everything into your your thing." Um, and I think we have the tendency to like everything we choose every battle like leave it leave it alone um and the same with the the family like if we think something's not you know not necessarily going our way or or whatever or like just care less is a saying that i use all the time and it's a hard thing to to grasp and it's not being careless but care less so it's Everybody else isn't dictating your mood or your actions um, uh, forward. Because I would let everybody dictate how I was going to respond. That's, that's out of control, man. That's not like a. We're a lot. We're all stronger than that. Like, yeah. care less. Start enjoying life. Get out. Be active. Live those experiences. Have great experiences with the the folks that you care about, and get back to living man
1: yeah well we've been on for like an hour now i wanted to see um if you got a little bit more time i wanted to ask you some of the questions i normally ask uh shoot i guess um because usually you know uh as you learn you know i'm big music guy uh always usually talk to a lot of musicians and stuff on here so uh like to get everybody everybody loves music so who are your top three bands
3: Top three bands. I got a lot of them. Um, but top three, um, I would have to say Tool, A Perfect Circle, and Pussifer. I'm a big Maynard fan, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, my, my, my jiu-jitsu coach is the same, so he loves uh,
3: Maynard. And yeah, Maynard's, Maynard's into jiu too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got his own – out there in arizona he's got his own uh dojo nice so yeah no i'm a i'm a big i'm a big music fan um he's from ohio
1: originally I don't know if you know that
3: yeah he went to west point too yeah <laughs> for a year and then uh decided to maybe cho- choose a w- wiser route and went to art school <laughs> <laughs> so but no that's um we listen to everything in the house uh raise my kids on, you know, all sorts of different music. Uh, we don't have cable. I let them watch, you know, YouTube music videos. Nice. Um, that and Saturday Night Live. They're fiends for that, so.
1: <laughs> man, I don't know. Is that even funny anymore?
3: <laughs> uh, they like the old stuff, man. Oh, I mean, okay, Will Ferrell good. Cowbell and, yeah.
1: All right, and then is there a particular uh song that you've been inspired by that's like been a go-to on your playlist whenever you're like starting to get in that that rut, it pumps you up.
3: Okay, you want pump up one. Um <laughs> I was pump gonna say because I got like a lot
1: motivational, inspirational, whatever, you know?
3: Yeah, um yeah, I would say Anything from Queens of the Stone Age, man, gets me gets me pumped up. Um, Tool wise, uh, Anima was always my go to, but it's not a very (laughs) make you feel good song. (laughs) It's it's more on you know kind of how you know at times um, I've felt you know, Um, but that was. That was always uh my go to. Before patrol, before whatever, like that's that was my go to. Nice. So tools and Nemo.
1: And then what's your uh what's your normal like
3: uh morning ritual, you know, or routine? Um mornings we all know or you should know, they're for coffee and contemplation. But um Sometimes the contemplation doesn't happen and you're back off running. Um, Now I like to, to have my, you know, my time to kind of my own time to kind of focus and, um, if I can get a workout in, try and get a workout in. Um, as soon as this weather warms up a little bit more, start getting back to the pool or the lake, um, and swimming the uh but yeah that partnered with some some stretches I may not do no full yoga routine but just getting the body moving again it's the same thing you know before you start jujitsu or whatever else um especially the older that I get I feel like the stiffer everything's getting and Mm-hmm. Can barely throw a leg over a, a dirt bike without warming up so
1: yeah we were so, talking yeah. about before we went on about how oh, this weather man is, is making reminding us of every service connected uh Dude, <laughs> injury we got <laughs> it's
3: not non-stop like if and that, that's hard to keep the the because it's all connected right mind body spirit and when our bodies are hurting, man, you start like Mentally, like what the hell is going on? We're you know, I'm falling apart here. Yeah, um, but keeping that mental piece there, like oh, this is just temporary. This is a temporary 19 degrees outside right now, it'll pass, we'll move on. Um, but yeah, don't don't get stuck in a rut. Wintertime blues suck, man. So yeah, when it feels uncomfortable or you're hurting, get out and do something.
1: Well, that reminds me, too. Tell tell our listeners where you're uh, talking to us from right now.
3: Oh, uh, right now? Um, this is? I mean, uh, so like, what's ge- geographic location? Oh, geographically? Uh, geographically, well, I'm in, in Moore County. Um, so right about 40 minutes west of Fort Bragg. Um, I fell into the Fort Bragg whole and have not left yet, uh, originally yeah. from Arizona. Uh, we decided to stay here. It's perfect size for us uh, as a family. Uh, I got three kids, married to a Kiwi, uh, New Zealander. Uh, we've been married for about 18 years. She puts up with my shit. Uh, nice. She's my partner in crime. Uh, but we decided to to stay here after retiring. But a Yeah, I just wanted to.
1: Yeah, I wanted the listeners to to know, you know, where you're at because you know, 19 degrees down there in North Carolina and the snow and everything's kind of like a, you know, a bigger deal. I guess Cleveland, we're kind of we should be used to it, but either way, our bodies are are registering it. No matter what. No, it doesn't.
3: the 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 temperature is wild here, man. It'll go from 70 one day to like. 19 you know and it doesn't the cold doesn't stay but the humidity and stuff makes it you know kind of cut right to the bones yeah um so a lot of people you guys are all used to you know driving in the snow and stuff like there's every accord driver on the on the street thinking they have a race car on ice um (laughs) they're just dumped all over the dishes i've seen cops just driving past like i can't do anything about that right now just, <laughs> just driving bass were yeah, so yeah. many of them
1: more important to, than I mean, idiot drivers right now
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah i lived out in utah for a while you know and you get used to driving in snow and whatever but here it's like the first time every time for everybody man <laughs> yep <laughs> I mean, it's pretty wild
1: and then um uh let's see
3: Favorite toy as a child. Favorite toy as a child, bro. Um, GI Joes, man. Like, what else would somebody say? Like, really? <laughs> That's exactly. that was it. GI Joes. That was uh, that was my favorite favorite toys. That and obviously my my bike, my BMX bike. So nice. And
1: then yeah. uh, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are
3: today. Um, three folks. That's hard, man, because I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of really good folks throughout the years, living in the different places that I've lived. Um, as far as influence-wise, but I would say, so I'm going to combine the parents, right, as one. So both of them, um, obviously the reason why I am who I am is just, you know, not everything was perfect, but they their main focus was making sure that everybody that we come across is taken care of. We look after each other. And at the drop of a hat, we're there to help whoever out. And sometimes that's to my own, like, I guess, demise, because put other people first. But, yeah, I'd say my parents. um, When I was probably in fourth grade. uh, Yeah, fourth or fifth grade. I had a neighbor. His name was Mr. Kramer. Mr. Kramer had about. 200 chess sets in his house. Um, I do not know anything about chess, but I was infatuated with the fact that this guy had all these chess sets. This game must be cool. And he taught me how to play chess. Um, I don't play as much as I like to, um, or should. Um, but I believe chess is a perfect representation for life. Um, and how we go about doing things and thinking steps ahead and how we should, you know, think steps ahead. And at the end of it, you know, sometimes you may win, sometimes you may lose, but you're going to learn something out of whatever game that you're playing and each different opponent opponent. So I'd say Mr. Kramer's is, uh, was a huge influence. Um, on oh, myself, and then, lastly, not lastly, um, so I got into doing some anti-human trafficking. Um, there was a commander for, must not a very well-known unit on 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 Fort Bragg. Um, I'll call him Pete. Um, Pete had a drive and a passion. He started a group uh, called Five Sparrows, and it was an anti human trafficking uh, nonprofit here locally within um, the Fayetteville area. And just seeing the amount of drive that this dude had, um, to go after and to help, he wanted to save everybody, like literally everybody. It wasn't just the victim. It was the perp as well, and just seeing how he can, you know, shut—not necessarily shut off—but in his eyes, you know, due to his faith and, you know, kind of his angle. Um, everybody needed to be, you know, to have an opportunity to be saved and just being a part of some of these operations that we did and seeing him communicate with, with both sides and providing resources for both sides. Like still, I, I struggle if somebody crosses me or just bad people, like I have a really hard time, uh, reaching out you know, the hand or the olive branch and, you know, trying to help them out as well, especially when you got a victim that you're trying to help out. But I would say Pete was, was, uh, was the other, as far as that goes. Wow. So.
1: That's awesome. And then uh, what message do you have for our uh, brothers and sisters that are currently serving overseas?
3: Um. No, we got your back. When you come back, uh, stay strong out there. Um, no matter where you're at, just know that you're loved and you're appreciated. Um, your actions out there, doing doing the good work. Um, and when you get back, you know, take that take that time to reeval reevaluate where you were before, during, and after. And if you need a little assistance or help, like don't be afraid to reach out and, uh, and ask for it. Um, cause at the end of the day, you need to, you need to put yourself first. Um, so you can help everybody else.
1: Amen. Um, well, Lance, man, it's been great, uh, catching up with you, getting to see your face again. And, uh, Um, I'm trying to work on it, man. This is, is, this is as good as it
3: gets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine, man. Um, But uh, it's great. It was great catching up. I'm glad we finally got to do this and get some of the information out there. Uh, You know, uh, if you want to plug anything else uh, before we take off, where to send people, if they want to check out, you know, some of the organizations.
3: Uh, Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you a list bill and then you can just put it on there because there's quite a few of them okay um but yeah and if anybody hits you up on the you know on the sidebar and they need anything kick them my way man i'm always looking for good folks to add to the tribe awesome man appreciate it
1: and then one last favor before i let you go usually when i have a vet on you know i like to get a promo id from them uh, plug in the show it like introduce yourself you're listening to today's boondoggle but I like to have them introduce themselves at the last uh you know like rank that they held or whatever so could you
3: do that for me yeah so actually let's let's change it like slightly because um, I kind of got away from well, a lot of folks that we, you know, kind of come across and especially being on the civilian civilian side, you know, now that we've transitioned out, um, certain people won't bring up certain traumas because they think that they're not necessarily on a tier one unit or, or whatever. I want to, for, for this one, I want to take the rank out and do you know what a BAMF is? no so that's my new rank it's a, a bamf is a badass motherfucker
1: okay and that <laughs> that's my
3: civilian that's my civilian status man um and so, yeah. it's not what's that
1: yeah well that that's fine you can introduce yourself like that and just uh you know plug the podcast
3: that's fine okay <laughs> um do you want me to start it now or uh yeah, yeah, you know, to you introduce my, yourself. You're
1: listening to today introduce yourself how how you want to introduce yourself and yeah, you're yeah. listening to today's boondoggle.
3: Hey everybody, this is the badass motherfucker Lance Thompson. Uh on today's boondoggle with uh with Bill. And if you guys ever need anything, hit me up. Awesome, man. Is that, does
1: that work? Yeah, yeah, that works. That's good. I'll 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 edit that. <laughs> that one
3: out yeah you're gonna have to edit that man yeah
1: (laughs) no that's cool dude thanks thanks again man for your time and i'll definitely be in touch i'm you're gonna teach me how to ride and uh yeah on two wheels again and then uh yeah we'll we'll keep the thread alive and everything in the meantime (laughs) let's
3: do that but yeah no i i I think you know no matter no matter what anybody's you know kind of going through and Doesn't matter whether you were in a day or um, you're in for 30 years. Reach out, you know, and ask for some help, and 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 let us help you out as far as that goes. So, um, and stay active. All right, stay healthy. All right, buddy. Take care, buddy. Okay, we'll see you, man.
0: Hello, and thanks for listening to today's boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch.
2: Rambo, everybody ever hear, hear from him? No, him, Rambo, the and Wild. He, he used to do uh, <laughs> maintenance where my parents lived in Homestead Falls. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah. Uh, development and order. And then, I, and then I guess he—that yeah, that was the last oh. I'd seen. The last I heard about him, he, he was years, driving years a bus ago. in Detroit. <laughs> right, and he right. was going <laughs> over that
3: seventy-five bridge, you and Coke he got in a wreck.
0: Yeah, he's got oh, it. Yeah. That's Probably the last hey, I heard.
3: And he got he got into a wreck. Yeah, he got in a wreck. What That's about Bland? I've been fabulous. Well, you Blatt. know
0: what's funny about Bland? He worked okay. with my brother. Okay. And yeah. when my brother-in-law yeah. retired, he was there. It was,
2: it was a rough a run from the airport party, wasn't it? And I saw him. Oh yeah. You know. I started and, out years
3: ago with oh, the Oh, probably high. eight, <laughs> maybe eight years ago. That was miserable. I got on it 480, and it was miserable. Just that little short distance. Like
1: he had some old VHS porn or something. Right there. Laid in his rack. That's the worst time to go. Came up eighty-three, but I didn't think about traffic.
2: thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall brought to you by Today's Boondogger for listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show. Please check out our website domaincle.com and today'sboondoggle.com. Be sure to follow us on social media at today'sboondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. Support us on www.anchor.fm Forward slash today's boondoggle, as well as on GoFundMe. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms. Please email us with questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Please leave us comments and 5-star reviews. Thanks once again for listening to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Thank
0: you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.